Beauty. We are on episode number five of our new season and today I'm actually hosting a solo episode. So this is Kira Lynch speaking. Sarah is on annual leave this week. She's gone off to the lovely Seville having an absolute great time by the looks of it on Instagram. I'm very jealous. So it's just me today and I've actually got lots of different notes with me. We've got lots to talk about and I've not done a solo episode in a while. So it's actually weird to be back in our little studio recording by myself, but I've got lots to talk about. So I don't think I'm going to struggle for things to say and for some content for you guys. So As you can see from the title of this episode today, we're going to be talking all about trends of what's going viral in terms of brands on TikTok. And we wrote a piece for the website last week on hair trends that are going viral. So this is an area that we we know quite well. We've worked with many hair care brands and also a lot of hair service businesses. So a lot of salons, a lot of hair personalities, hairstylists, celebrity hairdressers over the last 10 years. So this is an area that we know really well. So I think that you will enjoy that. And before we dive into all of that, we do have some things to update you on. I think I mentioned it at the end of last week's episode, but with the launch of our new website, socialcureagency.com, you may have noticed if you've been on the site that we've actually developed out an area within the website solely dedicated to the podcast. So what we have done there is on the back of each episode, we have written up the show notes, all of the links, everything that you need from the discussion that we have gone through in the episodes. All of the further reading material is there. So if I referenced an article, if we're kind of showcasing some other work from somebody else or maybe a piece of work that we've done we basically collate everything into one area of our website and also if you wanted to you can also listen through our website as well we have embedded the actual podcast episode as well so it's just a really easy place for our podcast to have a home on the website so that is all there for you. Other little shout outs that I have got is we have decided to, because we have as an agency so much going on with regards to articles that we're writing, episodes coming out each week, case studies that we're writing on behalf of like work we're doing for for our clients and there's just lots of really good stuff and we have enhanced her email marketing strategy but rather than sending everybody an email every day with all of these different things we have collated all of our news to one weekly digestible email so we're calling this the the weekly digest and we're going to be sending out these emails every Friday so it's basically a one-stop shop at the end of the week so you can see everything that's been going on and let me tell you, these these 
emails are jam-packed they take me quite a long time to design but the end result is always so worth it and our email database that are currently signed up have given us incredible feedback that it's just so lovely to have everything in the one place and Fridays are a really good day because they tend to be a little bit quieter you tend to have a little bit less meetings so you can actually take the time to sit and read through all of the articles if you want to sign up to that weekly digest the link is going to be in the show notes depending on where you are currently listening it will be in the link in the in the episode notes of your player but that will bring you to the website where basically all of the additional reading material links articles signups all of that good stuff is going to be there so if you want to sign up you will be able to find the link there. Alternatively, just head to our website and sign up to our mailing list and you will get that into your inbox every Friday. So next for Branding Beauty, we are actually going to be doing a little bit of a call out for some guests and some passionate voices to come onto the podcast. So if you are a beauty industry expert, an entrepreneur, an influencer, or you're just enthusiastic about the industry and you want to come on and have a discussion, definitely let us know. So yeah, we're really excited to announce that we're now in a position to really open up the podcast to guests who can also come on and inspire, educate and empower our audience with their unique experiences and insights. Like we mentioned at the beginning of this season, this podcast is all about opening up the conversation and really looking at it from every angle of the industry. There are things that we do not know about, but we want to open up that conversation and have the podcast really be a one-stop shop to learn about how you can either grow or elevate your brand straight off in the community or even if you're a marketer who's working for a bigger brand or a smaller brand who wants to understand how they can help the brand that they're working with we want branding beauty to be that one-stop shop so if you are interested and you want to come on and you want to have a chat with us please please get in touch this is everybody is welcome we're going to be talking about all different areas if you've got something you want to talk about definitely let us know alternatively we can brainstorm some ideas we're kind of open to all areas of the conversation we will also leave the information on how to get in touch with us in the show notes but if you do want to get in touch our email address is hello at sociallykira.com and again you'll find that in the show notes drop us an email and we can set up some time to have a chat about how you can contribute to the podcast okay just ticking things off on my list as I go through them for the first time in over a year at the agency we actually have availability for new clients this is so rare and I am really excited actually because it's something that we've been working on internally of like cleaning up our processes and how we do things internally to make ourselves more efficient and it's been a project actually been going on while we were also doing our rebrand and I'm finally now in a position where I'm starting to see that like it's actually making us all really productive which is really good and that means that we have availability to take on another few clients. So what we would say when we kind of have these openings is they are definitely 
align themselves more with project based so if you are looking to elevate your brand offering or you need a little bit of a visual refresh for your brand that's definitely something that would fall within this Alternatively, if you're looking for just a campaign on a social media level for your brand, so some content days, or you want to get together with our team, brainstorm a strategy, for example, we're at the stage actually where we're opening up strategy and digital projects for 2024 which is really crazy to say but that could be well suited for a brand who really just wants to gear themselves up for activity but actually manage everything themselves so the investment would be looking at you know what's the social strategy what's the e-com strategy how do I grow my email database how do I get my LinkedIn presence up how do I get to grips with ads it's basically all of the digital touch points in one actionable plan for you for 12 months so that would also be something that definitely falls within that brief and also that could be just even social media templates for example there's it's a lot of different things that could fall into that But if any of those things sound like they are what you are looking for, we currently have a space for three projects at the moment and that would be across August and September. So you could have everything that you need for next year by the end of September and then that gives you Q4 of this year to focus on your sales, getting Christmas through, but also knowing what you need for the coming year. So that could also be really helpful. So if that's something of interest to you, again, all of that information on how to get in touch will be in the show notes. Okay, so moving on to some actual news. And we spoke only two episodes ago, I think it was only two episodes ago, about obviously the incredible launch of Threads. So if you missed that episode, I'll give you a quick update. Um, Instagram have launched a brand new social media platform which is essentially a rival to Twitter or X depending on when you might be listening to this and also what way you've been keeping up with the news of Twitter and their rename and all of that. So what's been incredible is because Threads is owned by Instagram everybody automatically could have an account there and the seamless transition to reels was something that we did rave about on this podcast I still think it's really great because you were starting with an audience you had your bio you had everything pretty much set up and then you could just enjoy the platform as a user and dive into the features and and all of that and with the ease of all of that it has meant that the success of launching onto threads was pretty incredible we noted in our last episode that 100 million people had signed up to use threads in the first five days there were memes everywhere about it people were really enjoying it and actually the sentiment on the platform was pretty amazing now While I don't think any of that has drastically changed, we have seen that thread users are down by more than half from people who have signed up. So I'm reading this article from bbc.co.uk, which is also something that 
Mark Zuckerberg has commented on. So what they've said is Threads is basically struggling to retain users. So I'll go through what the article says and then I will give you my opinion following this. So Meta boss Mark Mark Zuckerberg says that new social media platform Threads has lost more than half its users. The Twitter rival rocketed to more than 100 million users within five days of its launch earlier this month. But if Zuckerberg has acknowledged those numbers have now tumbled. So if you have more than 100 million people sign up, ideally it would be awesome to have all of them or even if half of them have stuck around. We're not there yet. So he also made comments to call in a call to employees heard by Reuters news agency described describing the situation as normal and said he anticipated retention to improve as new features were added to the app threads was criticized for the limited functionality when it first launched so yeah, I mean, there was a lot of scurry to the app. Everyone got really excited. I was definitely one of them, as is also part of my job and the job of any social media manager is kind of to do their due diligence and at the very least, download the app, sign up for it, make sure that you kind of understand it. If a strategy you think will work or needs to be adapted for a client you're in a position to be giving the information because as a social media manager it is a little bit destroying when a client then comes to you and is like oh you need to maybe have a little look at this you want to be ahead of that so like everybody else I downloaded threads and I have to say from a technical point of view I have really, really struggled with it for the past couple of days. First of all, my feed doesn't refresh and there's also a little bit of a scare tactics, which I don't know how much of this is true. I've not heard it happen to anyone, but also you don't want to be the one to test it. And then all of a sudden everything's gone where there is this like, if you down, if you delete threads, then your Instagram automatically gets deleted. I'm sure it's not the case, but at the same time, like I said, I'm not going to be the guinea pig. So, you know, in an ideal world, the solution would be to remove the threads app and then of course go in, like re-download it and get it all set up. Nine times out of 10, if you do that, it happens um, or it tends to solve everything. But I ain't chancing it. Uh, so yeah I just have had no feed on threads for the past week or so I can't share an update and it's it's a shame because I was genuinely really loving the app up until that point and I also think you know a big part of my community is based in Ireland I also have um Pamela who I run the social business academy with she is also based in Ireland and due to EU regulations some markets actually can access threads yet so there is like limitation on that side of it as well now I don't think this will be the last we hear of threads I don't think it's going to go away you know in any way at the minute or certainly not quietly we know from historical updates and platforms that when Instagram wants when they want you to use something, they pump a lot of time, energy and effort into making sure that as users, we like what we're using and that we're kind of 
comfortable with the functionality as well so I think maybe there's just some tweaks to come some updates but at the minute I actually can't use the app so that's kind of like ended my my dream temporarily with threads but I think at the minute it will probably be a case of there'll be more news on it in a couple of weeks we also had a lovely message come in from a follower which was about this is coming from Sarah who is in her first year of launching her skincare business she's based in Ireland and she wanted to know if first year of business is the right time to invest in social media advertising this is such an interesting question because we have worked with a number of startup brands over the years who have been in their first year of business and who have made incredible profit and it has worked really well for them on the other side we have worked with people who have invested and actually haven't really been in the position to invest what is needed I would say depending on what your goals are and also what's realistic for you because there might be other areas of your business that need that investment a little bit more in year one than you investing it in ads if that makes sense so first of all it's seeing what kind of spend level you're comfortably at I would say for any brand or business if you're in the position where you are you can't really afford to spend at least a thousand pounds a month comfortably on ads then it might not be the right time and that is a big investment for brands particularly in year one but I think anything less than that and the return it's just going to probably be a little bit underwhelming for you. Now, where I'm looking at that budget, I'm really looking at it on a campaign level. Of course, if you want to do your odd kind of sponsorship of certain posts throughout the month, then of course, a smaller budget will allow for that. So if you wanted to boost like a sales post or if you wanted to, you know, increase visibility on a giveaway and things like that, of course, that is definitely doable but if you're looking at campaign level of like video brand awareness video views retargeting anything to do with like sales and retention I think you would be looking at at least a minimum of a thousand pounds per month anything lower than that I just think might not be the best at this time now that is a thousand pounds on your ad spend level you may have to consider the implementation of those ads and and whoever you choose to work with um and I would implore you to hire a professional um to set up your ads correctly and make sure that everything is working okay but obviously they will have a fee on top of that as well so just something to to take into consideration and of course as well depending on where your content is at so always seek the guidance of a professional but they will let you know like the best types of ad creatives for your industry what's going to work what type of video and in many cases they will either have a solution for the content or your existing portfolio of, of content can potentially be reworked as well we sometimes do that with our clients when they want to start spending we might be like okay let's do an audit of what's there what can be reworked and turned into an ad for new people who might not know who you are and discovering you through the ads as well so 
Yes and no to answer your question, Sarah. I hope that I've given you some form of clarity with that. Of course, it will all come down to what you want to invest, what your goals are, how big your portfolio is going to be in year one as well. It could be better off like investing in maybe building up a campaign around some NPD that's coming in year two and then really kind of going with that. But hopefully that has been somewhat helpful some other news that has come in hot off the press today is bandai sands has been sold to japan cows corporation for 450 million dollars now this is a very interesting piece of news for me because first of all i used to work at cow so this is I saw it and I was like, oh my goodness, this is um, a company that's quite close to my heart. And I also am a big fan of Bondi Sands. I think their product is incredible. But yeah, the Australian skincare and self-tanning brands now join join Molten Brown, John Frieda and Orbe in Cow's portfolio. So the Japanese beauty giant Cow Corporation has acquired Australia's Bondi Sands for an estimated $450 million. The deal sees the owner of John Frieda and Molten Brown also expand into the self-tanning portfolio. Founded in 2012, Bondi Sands is now available in 32 markets and has a strong presence in Australia, the UK and the US. The move is part of Cow's wider plans to boost its presence outside of Asia which includes streamlining its portfolio and internal restructuring. So interesting I am so intrigued to see how this merger unfolds Um, because yeah like we just said the company have don't have any other products within self-tanning they have body care but not self-tanning so that would be a new portfolio for them so very interesting and one that has I've been kind of seeing everywhere is Charlotte Tilbury adds a sprinkle of Disney magic with a Tinkerbell collection so while everyone else is going down the Barbie route Charlotte Tilbury are going down the Disney route. So Disney animators transform brand founder Tilbury into a Disney character for their campaign trailer. We will also leave a link to this in the show notes as well, this trailer. But the British beauty player has launched a limited edition collection of makeup and skincare adorned by a Disney Tinkerbell designed to mark Disney's centenary. Centenary. The Disney 100 and Charlotte Tilbury line up includes three Disney 100 edition versions of the makeup artist brand Beauty Light Wand, a light highlighter in in spotlight gold and pink and a Disney 100 magic cream which is Charlotte Tilbury's hero skincare skew. I actually really do love the magic cream it's I think once you've tried it it's very hard not to want to keep buying it but it is not the most cost effective product to potentially own but yeah I just thought that that was quite nice to see some other kind of collaboration that just wasn't Barbie I feel like everything's been a little bit saturated by Barbie at the minute and as it should it's as we spoke about in a previous episode incredible marketing I actually haven't seen it yet I think I might go this weekend um but yeah a little bit of something different from Charlotte Tilbury okay so now we're going to talk about 
TikTok trends. So as we mentioned, we explored the top hair care trends on TikTok and we wrote that piece for the website last week. So just to kind of quickly run through what those were. So we had natural and sustainable hair care products. We had DIY hair masks. We had heatless hairstyling techniques, scalp care and embracing hair textures as well so if you want to read all about those the the link is always in the show notes but going on from there this idea kind of sparked because I found this incredible lady on LinkedIn who basically dives into these trends in such a big way and I just found that she does these amazing reports. So if anyone's interested in them, it's uh, she runs a company called Mintoro. We'll leave it in the show notes. Um, but she basically does a recap of the top skincare brands that trend on TikTok each month. So I believe she does them across three different categories, um, being skincare, beauty, um, like looking at makeup and also hair care. Now, for me, one of my clients asked me because I was looking at things like this from another angle but she was like but why does it matter with TikTok and I was like well TikTok tends to be where the trend kind of comes from so it's a really good trend predictor as to what's going to happen on other channels so it's as a standard things tend to trend on TikTok about two sometimes three weeks before they start to merge onto Instagram and the reason that that's important is because it allows you to get ahead of the curve if you're looking at what's happening on TikTok so if a skincare brand is trending on TikTok it's good to understand why it's trending and also the user audience is a little bit younger as well so I can give you a really good indication on what works within a younger demographic as opposed to where we're currently at on Instagram, which is kind of slightly in your millennial and above demographic, which I fall into that category and I absolutely have no problem with it. But some of our brands might want to appear um, onto TikTok and a lot of the brands actually want to launch onto TikTok as well. So it's just kind of seeing what's emerging in that Um that category so how are these brands actually ranked in terms of how do we decide what brands are trending so the full list that she does every month which you do have to pay for which I absolutely have not invested in just for full transparency but she ranks 251 brands and the ranking is data driven and based on followers engagement and growth within that period of whatever the report is so in this case we're looking at June okay so the first one that we're going to be looking at is top skincare brands for the month and it's also good to note that um, Jennifer who put up this article did say that road skin had dropped out of the top 30 for the first time which is really interesting Sarah and I kind of touched on I believe it was the first episode of this season where we were talking about Sophia Ritchie and the the Ritchie effect and how we both had kind of different opinions of like like Hayley Bieber as well um so yeah very very interesting um so the number one we're not going to dive into all 30 brands I will leave her LinkedIn below so definitely go on and have a little look if you do want to look at the full list but we're going to just look at the top five so the first one is DTE Beauty which is down to earth beauty 
They launched in 2020, so a relatively new skincare brand. They come from the States. They're cruelty-free. And then for the month of June, they actually ranked number one on TikTok. And that's, again, in terms of like new followers, growth, viewers, engagement, all of the above. I had a look at their content and what I saw was actually leaning into things that I think we all know we should be doing, but maybe aren't doing them. So it's kind of looking at jumping on trends, looking at audio trends and being really paired back and just showcasing the product, um, showcasing it in its rawest form. You can tell that it's filmed on an iPhone. You can tell that not much has gone into the production, but it's just dripping it back. And ASMR is something that's been around for a little bit and just it works for these guys um they're also showcasing faces and also they've got like that cruelty free element as well so all of that combined definitely has helped this brand for the month so number two on this list is actually a brand called Starface, which i haven't been too familiar with admittedly but they launched in 2019 they're from the states they're cruelty free they're vegan and yes they ranked number two now this is a fun brand right so they are basically they've got this these kind of box products that had they're yellow they've got like smiley faces on them and their content really does allow itself to be favorable to some of these like talking trends as well so it's like one product talking to another I kind of like related to like the Gordon's gin ads that they have in the UK where like the bottles are speaking to each other a lot of the TikTok trends and audio trends that we see can sometimes be a little bit more challenging for brands to do this but because the product actually looks like a face on it it just kind of works like it's definitely be shareable and it's definitely a little bit of fun and lightheartedness as well so I think that that has really helped the brand on TikTok so then number three we have Estrid which is the shaving brand so the razors launched in 2019 originating from Sweden so they're cruelty free and also vegan and yes they were number three for the month now when I went on and had a look at their content the one thing that I did notice is it is a lot of faces it's a lot of people who are either customers or influencers but it is product in use and they almost have a face of the brand which is definitely really helping and I think when you show the product in use like as always it's kind of just it states the obvious of like performance of what does what it says and also making it relatable to the user as well so that has probably been where that has helped them number four we've got Laneige or Laneige depending on how you potentially pronounce it so um brand launched in 1994 so around a little bit longer from South Korea and it's it's probably the first one that we've got on the list that I would say is a little bit more formal um this is a really interesting brand for me because I heard about it for the first time about five years ago and have just continued to hear more and more and more about it so while they kind of came off originally as quite corporate I feel like they're really trying to move away from that and I think that TikTok is obviously an amazing brand for them to be able to do that 
While the following isn't crazy, um, they have 363,000 in comparison to some of the other brands that we've already looked at that are really looking at the millions. Laneige or Laneige, um, definitely look at the skincare routine element of the content so it's looking at you know your evening routine what's good for stressed skin what's good for dry skin what's good for sensitive skin and they're combining that with people who have those different skin types which look obviously some of these people I mean I can notice one or two of the same faces so I'm guessing it could be their marketing team but they look like they're influencers they look like they're real shoppers and the main thing that they're doing is they're educating based on what people are searching for. So they're kind of talking about the benefits of each of them, why this skincare routine using these products are good for your skin, and this is the result. Um, they also, they combine that with some trending audios and also just looking at, you know, uh, skincare shelfies, for example, and it just is a really lovely skincare account. And then number five to rounded off is Glossier. Glossier for me always kind of feels like the brand that really blew up on social media so for me it's it's really no surprise that they are in the top five. When I look at their content and again we're not we're talking under a million followers so for a big skincare brand particularly like Glossier I actually would have expected that to be a little bit higher but nonetheless their content is pretty amazing it's it's paired back in the sense of like filmed on an iphone um the text is it's not super edited we're not looking at big softwares that the editing is probably done within the app but there's something about the light the light and the way that it's shot it feels paired back but done really well um they do a lot of like unboxing so like what's in my skincare bag and they all kind of have this like uniform effect so it feels like it's polished but yet you still have an element of being a little bit on the fly and this is I don't think too much about my content and I personally think that that mix while seems quite easy can be difficult to achieve so from an aesthetics level I like I think Glossy is probably my favorite out of all of the top five that we've looked at but again I will leave all of the links to the brands below would love to know what you think and if there's any brands that you feel should have been in the list, let us know that as well. As always, thank you so much for listening. We'll be back with our lovely co-host, Sarah, next week. Uh, unless she decides to stay in Seville, um, which I wouldn't blame her. It looks so fab. But yes, we'll be back next week. And we have also put up a post on LinkedIn about our guests as well so even if you think you might know someone who may, might make a good guest for the pod do let us know if you're enjoying the episodes please subscribe leave a review share it with a friend who you think might benefit from it as well and we will be back next thursday and thank you so much for listening <laughs>